Hello and welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. My name is Josh, amateur radio call sign KI6NAZ. And I'm Leia, KN6NWZ. And we like to talk about the ham radios. So let's get started, shall we? All right. Leia said she's pumped. I'm pumped. Pumped. Listen to some pretty in pink music, some breakfast club, and some then topped 80s, it off with Pitch Perfect. <laughs> some 80s pop rock. Not some 80s pop rocks. That killed a kid. They still make pop rocks. They're delightful. I don't know. It's kind of like a pre-band for Loco. Killed a couple uh, people. Pre-band pop rocks. Is oh, it my a, gosh. Is it a different recipe? Have we ever... I'm sure Ben has had pop rocks, but have we oh, ever yeah. given Edison pop rocks? I'm sure. Really? I'm sure. In fact, I'm almost positive my mom has given Edison pop rocks. And did he like them? No, I think he didn't really care. I think it was okay, but... He didn't like that they were popping. It's, <laughs> this it's, this candy's violent. It's official. <laughs> like it's it's some real stuff. When you get older, and then you look back at the things where everybody was losing their freaking minds over it, and you're like, eh, it's all right. I still like Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks is okay, but everybody was insane about Pop Rocks because it got banned. Oh, that's not why I liked it. I I delighted in the feeling of the Pop Rocks in my mouth. It's kind of like how. Edison was bugging the heck out of me to watch Insidious. Yes. And you and I both remember that being a scary movie. Much more you. Yeah. You were very scared by that movie. I was very scared. I put it in, and Edison is on a scary movie kick. Uh, obviously, I, I've already proven I'm a bad parent by some of the things I talked about letting him watch uh, on, on past podcasts. I can't streams. believe you let him watch Insidious. That would not I have watched flown it with if him. I was at home. I watched it with him. He was laughing through the entire thing. Both he and Ben thought it was hilarious. It's like, there's some scary parts, but it, it, it's not actually that scary. It doesn't hold up. Like, w like when we first saw it, it was kind of a new-ish type of scary movie. Yes. And I told this to my mom, and she's like freaking out. And I'm like, Mom, you know how like when you saw The Exorcist for the first time, it messed you up? And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I slept the The Exorcist floor. messed me up. You're kidding me. No, I'm not. When I saw The Exorcist, that messed me up. I I don't know what to say to that. The Exorcist does not But I was a young child when I saw it. Well, she was too. When she watched it, she like had to sleep in the floor for like her parents' room for like a week, right? Um, the Exorcist is not scary. It doesn't hold up. It, it just does not hold up. Okay, well. Anyway. So I, that's how I feel about uh, Insidious. Good kids movie. <laughs> Six-year-old ready. He's seven. You heard that. There you go. Seven, <laughs> seven years old. Good to go. I, I have another scary story for you. <laughs> okay. Welcome our, to the podcast, uh, everybody. We'll uh, get to that in a second. Our, Don't worry. Our school participates in something called School Sense. It's where the malls will take receipts, and whatever school has the most receipts gets a certain amount of the money. The mall takes the receipts? You have to buy stuff at the mall. Yes. Like mall stores, mall restaurants, whatever. Mm -hmm. You submit it under your school. And you I think, take the receipt. Yes. So the, the mall's not the mall. taking the receipt. You give it to the mall. You give the receipt to the mall. Yes. So you go under to the, the Sanrio and you buy a pencil box. Yes. They hand you the receipt and you say, not too fast. I no. want you to hold that. No, no, no. You take the receipt yeah. to somewhere else in the mall. You take it to somewhere else. And you put it in for your school. Like a little buck, yes. little box. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Or you I, can turn it in at school, I guess, if you wanted to. 
Okay. But essentially, then the mall gives back a certain amount of money mm-hmm. based on how much was spent at that school. Right? Wow. Okay. We and, call this affiliate marketing. Campaign. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's, that to me is fine because yeah, now sure, they're basically right. telling us, so for the next 30 days, mm-hmm. everybody needs to be going. If you're going out to eat, you're eating at the mall. If you're wow. going shopping, go shop. So okay. much Sabaros is going to be eaten in this house. <laughs> and and I don't have a problem with that. The School Sense program has been going on since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Weren't you talking about an uh, like an iMac or something? you're looking at maybe yeah why They've oh been... not a new one a year yeah. no, your maybe, old iMac. maybe a new one no i don't want a new iMac. think of the kids no <laughs> wait how what's... long how, wait 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 wait. how long is it good for like the next 30 days i'm likely going to be buying the new iphone okay and i'll buy it at the store great there you go Amazing. doing my part for the kids Okay. Uh, Spaving. Yeah. Oh, that We're not saving anything in that scenario, but I'm getting okay. to something. I'm getting to something. Oh, okay. You said this is scary. This is yes. great. I'm... So I'm not done. Okay. So oh, there's obviously parent group chats. And I get a message today mm-hmm. that in this massive group chat that basically says, if you're going to the mall to donate blood today... Under school sense, fill this form out. And I was like, "What did I miss?" <laughs> what did, They're now what, accepting what kidneys. What did I miss? <laughs> Things have I escalated. Thought, I thought this was. I go to like. Uh, I, I don't know. Uniqlo. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. And now you get my receipt for pants. Mm-hmm. I like. I, what what is this blood thing? Right. So I I go and I rifle through all the things that the kids have brought home. Right. Right. And I'm like I'm looking through the school sets, and there are apparently three ways to earn under school sets. That is all it's all happening not, at the mall. The mall has become the hub of society again. And it's not it's not just buying stuff. Which is what you think would be the primary thing. You can bring in electronics. Like, like old electronics. Like recycling? Yes. And then Or for resale. For recycling. And okay. then they give you like two thousand points okay. for for each of those. But the most points you can get is by donating blood. <laughs> what? And I was like are we saying that we are now selling our blood for the school? There has never been a better. I have long said that at the beginning of the school year, you guys just need to tell me exactly how much you need it's, it's, to hit your goals. It's two okay, pints of blood. You're gonna, you're gonna it's assume two pints of your actual human blood. Eighty percent of us will come up right. with the money. Right, right, right. Tell us how much eighty percent of us need right. to pay right. per family. Okay, we will pay it. Right, okay? right, right. I promise you. Do you know how I know this? Because over at my friend's school in the same city, right. That's what they do they're like this is how much we need to raise right this is the top membership level it's like almost 700 dollars a family okay. and they they hit fifty thousand dollars at the beginning of the year okay right and i would much rather that than you ask me to sell my blood <laughs> okay it feels bad <laughs> like, this is a little weird I, 
This is, this is like a definitely not from Transylvania blood bus that they've got in the back of the of the mall. I am uncomfortable with the direction that our school fundraising has taken. Yeah, blood is an interesting like. What a rude Goldberg way to cash. <laughs> this feels like a uh, like what my my now ex drug using uncle would have done. Yeah. Can we go a step further and just sell plasma? Uh, that's what I was gonna say. For Why an extra bonus, once you get there, they yeah. offer you ten thousand right. points for plasma. Oh, oh it's like uh, <laughs> oh, it's like an impulse. To give blood. If you're already here for the blood. You can do five times as much if good got, for your school. If you've got a straight two hours. You're not doing anything yeah. right now. This is a you're this, already at the mall. You were going to spend two hours. This is here a limited anyway. time offer. Yes. <laughs> okay. Since you're here, we'll let you take. We'll let you give us your plasma for four times the bonus points. Yes. <laughs> and then right at the end, they come back and say, "Okay, new offer. This just came in from the boss. <laughs> he said." Your bone marrow looks really tasty. I mean, <laughs> helpful. Would you like to be a, a bone marrow donor? <laughs> that has... Whew. This is wild. I know. This is wild. Because this could... I mean, my brain... This you're really thinking, took me the wrong way today. <laughs> you're <laughs> thinking like, oh, it's going to, you know, blood, donors, donations, and it's going to turn into time, you know, blah, you know, all that stuff. It already is time. Yeah. I'm thinking... It's going to turn into that Japanese game show, Extreme <laughs> MXE, <laughs> no. Most Extreme Challenge, where you you just, but it's parents, and it's 50 of them, and they're all trying to, like, run down a hill for their school, and they've got a huge 50-foot foam boulder that they push. <laughs> it's going to be Squid Games for schools. <laughs> It's like what's going to happen in the future is what I'm thinking. I, I honestly rather just give the $700. Yeah, can, I, yeah. can we just go back to how much money you need? Yeah. Do you really need 5% of a blood sale? Can I just give you the money? Do we, this is this is that whole like uh, wrapping paper fiasco that we all grew up with. Like, why don't you tell me what you need? Yes. And we don't need to put wrapping caramel paper. corn, <laughs> cookie, cookie dough, cookie dough. <laughs> Unbaked cookies. Not even the privilege of baking them for me. Can you just tell me what you need? And we could just move right along with it. That would be great. That would be fantastic. Good. Gosh. All right. Well, that's definitely a start to the podcast. Yeah. Only 11 minutes in, Leah. <laughs> Welcome to the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast. We really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. We like to, <laughs> we like to kick the podcast off with the Ham Radio Minute. It's never a minute. And today is going to be, you know, when September comes along. Yes. I can feel it in the morning. It's a little bit cooler. It is a little bit cooler. You know, you're you're all different, of course, where you're listening to us, dear podcast listener. But September for me is always the time that I am reminded that I kind of need to do all the summer things. Like if I had a last summer thing I uh -huh. needed to do, yeah. like a last adventure, uh, adventure, <laughs> adventure. That's why so many of those campouts like come around late October, early November, yeah. because I get the September hit. And then yeah. I'm like, oh, I got to kind of like, I got to do something. I got to jam this while in we, before while we holidays. Roll into autumn, because autumn's like, for me, autumn is my favorite time to camp. 
It's cold at oh. night, but it's not too cold that it's it's like your water freezes. Right. I like that. I like that it's colder. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it's like it's my reminder. So this is a reminder for you all. We are quickly approaching um, pretty much the end of the season, the hot weather ham radio season. So if you had antenna projects, like if you had an antenna for your home that you've been putting off getting put up, mm-hmm. now's the time. A lot of you live in areas that get snowy, they get icy. You don't want to be climbing on your roof when it's all iced up. You don't want to be doing a lot of that stuff when it's snowing out. So this is your reminder. I think I do this every year. I remind people, now is the time to... Put up gutters. Now is the time for (laughs) exterior antenna projects. Now is the time to buy uh, kits that you plan on building during the cold stockpile your ham radio kits so you're ready to go when we get into what is inevitably going to be another cold winter so there you go that's uh that's my recommendation join the hrcc weekly nets we would really appreciate you checking them out you can learn more about those at hrcc.link not to mention just our digital voice mode system that we have if you got a digital mode it's very likely voice that we have the system for you to all be able to talk to each other our digital voice net starts at thursday 6 30 p.m pacific standard time and our hf net is friday starts at 6 30 p.m pacific standard time and if you want to know more information the discord which there will be a link in the show notes to check out our discord will tell you more information if you want to know more about the hf net go to hashtag hf dat dash net and you can go to the digital voice, hashtag digital voice, which is going to say like DSTAR, DMR, YSF, all those fun things. Uh, they're all coordinated in different chat rooms. So you can go ahead and do that to find out what we're doing with the Nets. It is time it for is. testing. It is time. I am still in sub-element G1. Okay. On hamstudy.org. Well, you're um, really taking your time with this. I have seen over 50% mm. of G1A through D and none of G1E yet. I don't know why. <laughs> That's where all the secret stuff is. I've seen like 80% of this sub-element. Okay. And so I guess the remaining percentage has to be somewhere in g1 at least 10 percent of it right i would hope so yeah Yeah. all right math checks out so the first question reads which of the following would disqualify a third party from participating and sending a message via an amateur radio station Mm. oh it's actually amateur station doesn't say radio okay okay A, the third party is speaking in a language other than English. B, the third party's amateur license has been revoked and not reinstated. C, the third party is not a U.S. citizen. Or D, all of these choices are correct. The answer is B. The -hmm. third party's amateur license has been revoked and not reinstated. That is correct. When? <laughs> May a 10 meter repeater retransmit the two meter signal from a station that has a technician class control operator. A, under no circumstances. B, only if the 10 meter repeater controller operator holds at least a general class license. C, only during an FCC declared general state of communications emergency. D, 
only if the station on 10 meters is operating under a special temporary authorization allowing such retransmission. The answer is B, only if the 10 meter repeater controller operator holds at least a general class license. There you go. Because in reality, oh, this the actually... FCC does nothing. Oh. I'm <laughs> well, that's true, but this yeah. actually does have some. So this is actually interesting. Uh, Ten meters is a very wide band, mm -hmm. lots of frequency spaces. Okay. The uh, technician portion is is relatively small, and it's kind of smack dab in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. The repeater portion is on the high side of the frequency. Okay. Technicians can't transmit there. Okay. So it's kind of a tricky question. If there was a repeater, say a two meter repeater, mm -hmm. that you transmitted into. And then by internet or some interconnect, it connected to a 10-meter repeater. Mm -hmm. That 10-meter repeater is outside the technician's license privileges. Right. So they would have to have a general class operator for that repeater, the quote-unquote station right. owner, operator, whatever, that would qualify for that to be retransmitted. Yes. So it's, it's an That's interesting— exactly what I reasoned in my head. Did you? Because, yes. I mean, the repeaters are on the high side. Single sideband voice and whatnot is low. So, yeah. No, not anything about the bandwidth. Oh, but the bandwidth is the fascinating part for me. Yeah. Because that's the funny thing is 10 meters, <clears throat> uh, technicians can't use 10 meter repeaters technically. It's outside their band privileges. Yeah. They can't use them. Mm -hmm. Can't use yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Volunteer examiners yeah. are accredited by what organization? Mm. A, the Wireless Telecommunications Bureau. B, the Federal Communications Commission. C, the universal licensing system, or D, a volunteer examiner coordinator? And the answer is D, the a volunteer examiner coordinator, because you have to remember the FCC does nothing. That's, <laughs> That's it. Every time it looks like the answer requires the FCC it never to put the FCC. any effort into the ham radio mm -hmm. operators. Right. It is not. Unless it's like for a fine or something. They'll if definitely fine you. Yes. Yes. They'll definitely come take yes. your money. Okay. Yeah. So that's a hot tip for, <laughs> for you when you're taking that radio test. That's right. If it sounds like the FCC needs an employee to do if it sounds what like the, the answer right. is doing, that is not true. If, if it sounds like the FCC is going to use tax dollars to do something other than to take your money, mm -hmm. the answer is probably not the FCC. Yes. That's a safe yeah. assumption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, and more often than not, it's always a volunteer something. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost always a volunteer something. Yes. So there you go. Uh, how long is a certificate of successful completion of examination, CSCE, valid for exam element credit? A, for as long as your current license is valid. B, 365 days. C, 30 days. Or D, 180 days. Mm. The answer is B, 365 days. Did you, you remembered it? I remembered it from the last time we saw okay. it. Because I would think nope. it should be alongside something else, but it is in fact every year mm -hmm. you have to do it again. Yeah. You have to get recertified every no, year. No, no. The re you have to pay before 365 days. Oh, that's right. Days. That's right. You have to right. pay. Yes. Again, or, yes. the FCC yes. wants your money. Yes. So give the FCC your money. It's always it's always about money. Isn't it money. though? Yeah. Isn't it weird how that works out? Is that five? I, so. I am now in uh, 
It just G1E. Happened. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So well, tune in next week. It just started for the Did thrilling conclusion of I think. I think. Unless you want to do one, you want to go ahead and go into that. Okay. What is <clears throat> what? <laughs> yeah. Is required to conduct communications with a digital station operating under automatic control outside the automatic control band segments. A, the in, the station initiating the contact must be under local or remote control. B, no third-party traffic may be transmitted. C, the interrogating transmission must be made by another automatically controlled station. Oh, that's, that's my favorite <laughs> <Yes>. question. <laughs> D, the control operator of the interrogating station must hold an amateur extra class license. The answer is A. The yes. station initiating the contact must be under local or remote control. That is a question that's also on the technician test. It is. And it's also one of my favorite questions. Because it's, it, the automatic station can talking. only be yes. communicated to with another automatic station. Two Furbies on yes. the radio. You put your Furby in front of your, your radio and let the Furbies talk. Okay, yes. That's how it works. Oh, man, I love that one. If you'd like to study along with Leia, go check out hamstudy.org. That is uh, what we think is the silver bullet to your uh, really fast way into our wonderful hobby. I also have a series of videos, for, particularly for technicians, to get them started there if you have not got your technician license yet. We also like the Gordon West test prep books. They are available on Amazon, among other places. We have links in the show notes for that. And we especially like, for those of you that, that do the audiobook thing, we like the fast track to your ham radio license series. And again, that is on Audible and links will be in the show notes. All right. Join the conversation, meaning the conversation for our podcast, by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts for the Ham Radio Crash Course Podcast mm. and or emailing us at leah at hamtactical.com. Leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast will help the Ham Radio Crash Course reach more hams and the ham curious and we appreciate it we really do leah we have three reviews wow this is from robert oh my god it's not about ratchet straps is it <laughs> we'll <Please> see no. <laughs> this is from robert jackson ftl so he's traveling faster than light wow and he says while traveling faster than light Waving continuously is the subject of this. <laughs> Love the podcast. The best is the CW segment, followed by the Ham Radio Minute. Love the further south. Love the furthest south Rob in the continental U.S. So we wow. know that. Okay, so uh, I'm assuming FTL is is that Fort Lauderdale? Mm. I don't know. Okay, so Rob, um, Rob tried to send us Morse code via. The Apple Podcast system. Oh. And the Apple Podcast system hates that. Oh. <laughs> so it, it it didn't, I don't know what kind of job it did here, but because um, I can't, you know what? Wait, hold on. I might be able to do something. I can copy uh -huh. this. Okay. I'm going to try and copy this off of the system here and see if I can get it into something. All right. So the spacing was really bad on this one. Uh, so I got W4VNTENNERBZUFR. -E -E <laughs> mm, so I I'm think not, there was. 
I'm not sure that that is the message that was trying no, to be communicated. No, I, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, or it was along those lines. You, yeah, no. So there's something screwed up there with the uh, with the Apple Podcast. But I appreciate you sending a review. Thank you so much. And this is from lovely. Mm-hmm, thank you. This is from I'm Scary. Oh, five stars. All right. Title is still funny, eclectic, and informative. Oh, thank you. Josh and Leah are funny and informative as they discuss amateur radio topics like emergency communication during power outages and disasters, homemade, and latest available gear, plus tips to keep amateur radio hobby and service fun and useful. They are hilarious together. One of the few shows in this genre with a young family context. So you'll get relatable reactions and references if you're in that demographic, from pets to Pokemon to school and scouts. The current <laughs> format, with their content with their content and banter up front, keep reading and playing 90-plus minutes of fan letters, voicemails, <laughs> and emails is great. I listen with my wife on long drives. My wife, like me, is a ham as of oh, February Oh, wonderful. Hello to you and your wife. And uh, she laughs, makes comments, and asks questions as we listen. Aww. From from for keeping both of us interested and laughing, Josh and Leah, we thank you so much. Aw, thank you. This is from Kim K C six A R Y and Carrie K six K C six C L C. Yeah, that's Kim Carrie and wife, right? Kim. K- so is it Kim and Carrie? Kim Carrie. But Kim is one person and Carrie is also another person. But I believe... But isn't their last name the Carries? Yeah. So it's Carrie Carrie? No, it's Kim Carrie. That is Kim's name. Kim yeah, Carrie. that is Kim. But Carrie also has a call sign. Okay. Again, allow me to repeat. Kim, K6, sorry, KC6ARY, uh-huh. and Carrie, kc 6 CLC. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Okay. Let's just say it's Kim and Carrie then. Okay, Good. Kim and Carrie. This is a five-star review from Friendly Hawk. Maybe it's the Cerritos Hawk. <gasps> oh, man. Enjoying your podcast. Thank Josh, you. I really enjoy listening to your take on ham radio and the technical aspects that you generously provide us. I recently passed my tech license. That's worthy of it. Congratulations. <laughs> In May and got my general earlier this month. Oh, buddy. Wow. A double congrats. Uh-oh. Well, still gave us the five stars, but here we're taking a turn. I've <laughs> ran into a few scammers and got snookered. That is a word that needs to come back. Oh, no. Snookered, snookered in terms of like scammers? being thieved upon or um, manipulated or mm-hmm. what's like a like you were scammed. Yeah. On, couple, on a couple radios from eBay. I am looking for a technician, possibly in Colorado, to work on a Kenwood TS-530 that's not transmitting. The receiver is good. Uh, Your podcast has helped me decide that the scammers that took advantage of my good nature are not going to ruin my wanting to succeed in this hobby. I'm glad. I'm happy to hear that. I'm continuously, um, sorry, I'm continuing, continuing to learn more about my radios, and I'm going to build my own HF antenna. I recently ordered an AWRL book on basic antenna design and building textbook. Thank you both for being a calming voice of inspiration for this hobby for me. And that's from a Aww. friendly hawk. 
That's so nice. You, you likely could Google swapping the finals on a Kenwood TS530 because if you've got, uh, if the receiver works fine but it won't transmit, that's likely the finals are bad. And sometimes that uh, is not a difficult thing to do on your own. So there you go. Well, thank you, everybody, who yeah. left a review. Makes me feel so useful. Thank you very much for that. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Into the unknown I will go, for I shall fear no man of peace, one foot after the other, for I am prepared to survive. I'm not allergic to bees. It's time. It is time. For the preparedness corner. It is time for the preparedness corner. Everybody's favorite segment. I'm still thinking in the HRCC podcast channel, mm-hmm. somebody had posted a Van Neistat video. Yes. Van Neistat, the brother of Casey Neistat. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are a, they made an HBO TV series, but Casey is really famous for having vlogged 800 days straight. Van is what I would consider the more talented. Mm. but less popular nice dad he's more cerebral very much so very much in his head i don't know that he is more talented but he is much more intellectual Uh, yeah i guess any like the difference would be marginal to talent they're both extremely talented i guess there's no point really but yeah he's he's definitely more of the thinking nice dad he like you know how they have the modern rogue his whole thing is the enlightened man mm. like there there is not the enlightened man yeah keep going the Neistat brothers are the, well van Neistat does the enlightened man anyways i'm they, going to look it up cuz it's not that okay there is a story a a, a book that talks about the, the fourth turning, yeah. which is essentially like the third wave. There, which is a different, completely yes. different concept. Right. But the idea that where we are as a society, and actually, he thought about it in the global sense, but really, I would look at this in uh, a nation sense. Mm-hmm. Right. So this week's preparedness corner is a jump off of that. It is lessons from the Syrian civil war, which mm. occurred in 2011. And the spirited man. Oh, the spirited man. Yes. Because spirited man in his mind is when he's kind of losing control. It's the man at its more baser level. Oh, I see. The enlightened okay. man is the literally polar opposite of what he's trying to convey when he uses that term. I see. Okay. So, and it's important to note in 2010, Right. Syria was a very financially stable country. Okay. They had no international debt. Ooh. They, it, by and large, people felt it was like a, a great place to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, obviously, as a smaller country, 24 million residents. Okay. Right. It, it's, uh, it's doing well. Okay. Okay. A civil war breaks out. And now, about, what, 14 years later, Syria has 14 million residents. They lost 10 million people. Wow. 
right? Not by death, but just like. Well, somewhere. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Uh, but people just leaving the country. Mm-hmm. It's a complete war zone, according to this poster who grew up in Syria now uh, seemingly in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And he goes through what he's learned. Okay. And I think it's really important for us to to put this in perspective because we have had a period of great prosperity. Yep. And that doesn't continue into infinity, right? And right. we're already seeing everything uh even man even on a city level. I feel like there is this big fracturing of people who are more willing to fight each other than get along. Mm-hmm. And I, those are that's always really concerning because those are the undercurrents in our government that end right. up. Figure that it goes all the way up the chain. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just the, they're no longer the minority. They're just out there being pissy at everybody. Right. But that's what ends up creating civil wars. One side or both sides decide that's it. Mm-hmm. We're going to – this country needs to go our way. Okay. Okay. Anyways. So we'll go into this. Uh, there are multiple parts. So I'm going to go over some of them, maybe not all of them. There are going to be urban areas that are less affected by the war. There's going to be water, food, jobs. Not Everywhere is going to be decimated. This is this man talking about his observations In from Syria. Syria. Right. Okay. So there are going to be areas that still have some semblance of normalcy. Mm-hmm. Then there are going to be areas that are war-torn. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you find yourself in an area where all of a sudden you notice that people are getting more radical, there's more and more militia moving in, um, and there's some kind of like strange cultish ideology mm-hmm. or militarization happening mm-hmm. in that area. He suggests that that's when you pack up what you can, <laughs> take take what's expensive, and leave, and assume you don't live there anymore. You're you're going. You're picking up your roots and you got to get somewhere else. Okay. That is no longer your home. Right. Okay. So. Or it'll become your grave. Right. Right. Uh, interestingly, his recommendation is to go towards a safe and stable metropolitan area or a very rural area. Yeah, that would be. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I, I guess it depends. But this is this is that first wave of people mm-hmm. who realize we are not staying for this. Mm-hmm. That tends to be the worst, the first wave of immigrants that has the best success in leaving. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah. 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 Like because so you, you've got to make up. You're your the mind. least straining on the system. Of right. whomever is accepting right. you at that point. Because once there's a mass exodus, then every country... It starts to slap down. Yeah, clamp exactly. Down big time. Yeah. They're like, oh, we we now have to control the situation across all of the countries that the immigrants want to get into, mm-hmm. right? 
So, okay. Be the first that says, all right, I'm going to head out. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a good time. I'm uh, going to, it has nothing to do with you. No, no, I'm you said, you said. Yeah, you yeah you, like you, you're cool. You uh, said, you say, don't get up. Yeah. <laughs> I know the way I, out. Yeah. I'm good. We just got to go do something else here. <laughs> okay. Never get involved in any political party or ideology. I can see that. Just take care of yourself, your safety, and your family. Yeah, if you're talking about a civil war, right? So what is that implying? That implies two powers are fighting with each other. Right. And the one power wants the other one to not exist anymore. Right. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. And if you pick wrong mm -hmm. and you're entrenched in one of those parties, yep. you're now the one that has to go. Exactly. You got to go. Yeah, exactly. If you lose, right? This was the, this is an interesting thing that uh, my parents talked about when communism came into Vietnam. Right. It was a a mental strain, right? This massive load trying to figure out who was safe to talk to about oh, certain right. things. Right. And just because of the way something may be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Right? And so then, you're at that point, then you're just talking to your own family. Right? You, you can't Well, yeah, even... but then they were even worried about that because one right. of the sisters was too young. Yes, and the schools were indoctrinating them. Right. Yeah, so. Oh, two. You had two chickens. Yeah. You ate this week. Yeah. That's a lot of meat. You bourgeoisie pig. Yes, exactly. Okay. So that's uh, that's location stuff. Bug mm -hmm. out, don't bug out, involve, don't be involved. Just be head down, focused on family, right? Okay. The next part uh, gets into supplies. Okay. You'll have food and water, okay. most likely, right? You may, for a period of time, not have it, but eventually you will have it. Okay. Food and water. That seems like a... Because rice, like grains in general, mm -hmm. not only are grains kind of readily available, there there are, in certain areas, surpluses of them. I mean, you're not going to be living great. Right. We're not talking right. about, like, the McDonald's is going to be open. Right. You're subsisting. Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's exactly. what I'm, that's what I'm trying to make sure we understand here. I mean, you Don't not... worry, you're going to be fine. You're going to be eating rice but every yeah. meal of the day, but yes, you will have food. But I don't, I don't actually. That's fine. You're, you're, Today you I was are... I was thinking so I was thinking about how I should make some rice porridge because I really like rice porridge. <laughs> we just talked about this last week. <laughs> and you looked at me and said, "Josh, are you the are you the type of guy that can like eat the same thing every day <laughs> i said i guess yeah you're like i die <laughs> so i know you're like lot of rice things. is about my, my people we're all rice like yeah no, but I, with, I, like, I, with... I could do it but then you're like i don't know i'm eating porridge every meal for the last two weeks no That's if it. i had rice i no. could make I could make noodles. You, you are. I could make rice rolls. R really? In your in your civil war torn, you're just going to be making some nudes. Yeah, on the side I can grind and, and... the rice with, with, and then what? mix with what it. What grinder? What, what with are you some, talking about? With some rocks. Rocks. <laughs> Flat rocks. Rocks. Yes. You're going to make a millstone. Is what you're saying? Yes. 
in your in your war torn <laughs> yes. civil war. Do you hear yourself sometimes? The it's confidence. not like I'm going to be out there fighting. People are everybody's going to wait for me to cook the food. Like that'll be what I do in this scenario. Not for everyone. I'm gonna. Do you think I'm everybody's gonna, like, gonna stop fighting and the two no. the two sides are gonna come together to have no. a meal with you? No, no, no. What, what what world? What world? <laughs> if they want my rice and rock noodles I'm making, then they will. They'll get along. Could it be well known? It's the only noodles to break all your teeth. Wow. Really cornered the market on that one. <laughs> okay, so moving on. Yeah, what grains? What, what's on the noodles? Uh, rice that was not made into noodles. <laughs> That's the topic. Really fooled me on that one. like soy sauce or something. What are you talking about? You can't. You, I want you, I want your mouth to get to your brain. And I want your brain to acknowledge that you are not that person. You would not do that. What? You would not eat, I mean, you would be, you, you would because you had to. Yes. But you wouldn't be happy about it. Life would not be good with Leia. No, I'm sure it would be fine because I would just be so grateful to have rice. You know, you are. <laughs> you're like, you know, Josh, I said a lot of things about political parties, but you get out there, and you go join that spam political party. We've decided. All right. Uh, but one of the things he did note was that uh, they had food. Mm hmm. In a somewhat inconsistent water, but the electrical grid started Again, to that is fail. Totally right. Yeah. Okay. I get it. It depends. It depends because people aren't going to work. Power. Uh, yeah. Power generation will fail. Yeah. Okay. Well. Okay. It depends on how you get your water. Mm -hmm. Some areas need power plants to run the water. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not necessarily true. Sure. I mean, Again. He is talking about Syria. Yes. This is not universal confidence. Right, right. This is mm -hmm. what went down in Syria. All right. So then in response to knowing that in a civil war situation mm -hmm. that electricity is the least stable of utilities for everyone to access, right? Uh, yeah. Well, no. It's the mothership utility. What is a mothership utility? Without elect, without the grid, you're not getting anything else. Sure. You're not getting water. Mm -hmm. You're not getting television. Well, cable, right? It's what what utility is going to work without electricity? None of yeah, them will. That's true. It's the mothership utility. So batteries, LEDs, solar panels. Yes. All right. <laughs> that then, was it. That was just the statement. It was yeah. just Yep. Those things. <laughs> Uh, then in a collapse of infrastructure, your currency is c likely completely devalued. Right. And in a civil war, what ends up happening is you have to come up with a new currency. <laughs> you know? Spam. That's it. Mm -hmm. The spam party.
Uh, so there's hyperinflation. Of I course. mean, we've, we've already kind of seen hyperinflation. Uh, yeah. But not like that. Right. So then it's what's kept its value. Things that can, that have value worldwide, not just what's it. Intrinsic value. Yeah. So gold. Yeah. Right. Coins. Uh, foreign currencies. Foreign. Or, so yeah. the US dollar, the euro would all be good. I I always go back and forth on this. In in a civil war event, having gold, I don't know. Maybe, I guess. I'd rather have like oddly enough, cans of spam. Something like sure. that that you could barter with. That'd be more immediately effective. So you are thinking about survival, whereas for and I think this is this is true in the case of a lot of it immigrants who came from war-torn countries, mm -hmm. they're not thinking about just survival. They're thinking about how they are setting up their themselves and their future generations for success. So what, what oh, we're talking what about you're is you're not thinking... You, you've moved the value off of your local currency onto right. something that retains its value. Because this is going to Outside. be a okay. whole new country, right? 100%. So how do you set right. yourself up for right. economic success in a whole new system? Mm -hmm. Right, because you've arbitraged yourself into a better currency. Right, yeah. right, okay. Uh, then uh, everybody needed to focus on facilities that serve the greater good, so hospitals, pharmacies, clinics, medicine manufacturers, to to be able to keep those things running. So they weren't completely just devolved madmen fighting. Right. Both sides agreed hospitals must remain functioning. Right. Okay. Well, again, but this it what also, in Syria. but it, but despite there there being this effort to uh, keep these things open, mm -hmm. learn first aid. Oh right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he has the point of building a network, friends, family, people that you can rely on but that you also enjoy being around it is literally what a luxury useless. no it is literally so useless to have somebody who has all the skills but is a complete jerk and I, I this is i'm sorry Leah. this <laughs> this is something that we saw a lot of when we watched the walking dead right that people who had certain skills were allowed to stay despite them being completely intolerable as people. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right? But that's a TV show. Right. And in reality, life. people will almost look at the scenario and go, we don't actually need that that much. <laughs> like, yeah, we're, we're, we can figure out another way. You still, you gotta go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then there's... A, an expectation of violence. Sure. Right. Um, explosions, especially. That's a, a really... Sure. Bombs and mm -hmm. assorted other things. Yeah. Yeah. So the idea is that civilization, civilization doesn't collapse. But the things that can be attacked and the things that can be devalued in a civil war situation. Mm -hmm. It's mostly collapsed. It's mostly collapsed. 
Hmm. Well, I mean, not. <laughs> no. Just because the infrastructure is partially there, you you're basically like devolving back to nomad type sentimentality. But it's not going to be like his point. He he literally. Oh, says, it'll come back. It will not be like Mad Max. Okay, that's a big claim. He he should stop uh, pontificating on what the future could be, and he should just focus on what happened in Syria. Sure. Okay. In Syria, it didn't turn into Mad Max, right? Yeah, I but think you, you don't... just have to consider it as a... What? You know, you have to consider that in all likelihood, based on where we are as... A... <laughs> a global people that it's it's not going to be a Mad Max situation. Man, if you would have told me some of what has happened over the last five years, I don't think I would have believed you. It's true. Like, and I'm no joke saying that. Like, I, not not from the, like, the, the violence or the devolving of the system. Again, this is an American speaking. I'm not talking about, like, the countries that actually saw horrible devolving of civilization mm -hmm. type stuff but just in america if you would have told me like the things i would have heard come out of people's mouths and the things that happened during covid the, over the, the last five years I wouldn't, me, I wouldn't believe you for me it was the types of people that i thought people were it turned out that they were not I also mean just people that get like airtime that have YouTube channels with like millions of followers and you listen to them and you're like, this is like crackpot territory, like full on cult status. And people are just buying into it and it's riding on the backs of whatever, you know, the QAnon, that kind of stuff. Right. Total crackpot mentality. That's true. Right. Like, if you would have told me about that five years ago, I'd have been like, what? And then COVID and everything else that went along with it, it only got sped up because of COVID. You know, I feel like COVID really made the world gullible. Like there was, or oh, it yeah. didn't make the world gullible. It just highlighted so much of the gullible nature of people. It's, it's not the gullible. It's almost the requirement that they have to abstain what do you mean well it became political it, it became a political football oh okay right and so if any one side said one thing the other side had to go against it yeah it's not about gullibility it's just a full entrenchment into the oh that's true political yeah. ideology yeah but i just felt so. i just felt like neither neither side was leading with good sense yeah, well, you know, yeah. so. so there you go. All right, I'll drop that link in the show notes. It's actually a very interesting read. It's much longer than I went through. Oh, yeah. yeah. Please go check it out. What's that noise? It is a primitive form of communication known as Morse code. You're right. I'm in a lot of practice. Stop it. Stop what? You're talking about me and Morse code. What the hell is he saying? It seems they're getting a signal. Old oh, Morse code. Morse code. Boop. All right, welcome to what do we call this? The CW Lounge. <laughs> welcome to the CW Lounge. I am using 
the Spark Gap Labs MCT-73 Morse code trainer. I literally think that's what the MCT stands for. Mm. Morse code trainer. Wow. Like, do you need to uh do you need to hear? Yeah. This? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Are we going to uh going to a new letter or what are we doing? What's that? Don't look over there. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh. Sliding around a little bit. Hold on. Wait, what are you doing? My Bagali sliding. Okay. R. R. M. 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 Yes. You got them all. So you want another letter now, right? Okay. L. What's that? L. Sand. You haven't heard it yet. No. That was brand new. <laughs> You've already heard this one. I'm not giving you anything new. What you... Okay. What is it? Okay. Yeah. M. R. R. Okay. And then what's... What was L? Okay, we can try it. It's party time R. (laughs) Woo. My key is sliding around the table. Okay. What's going on, Bagali? Yeah, I know. What's up with that? Um, I'm not saying you're going to get R next. I was just L next, but let me see. Oh, no, you get... uh, Okay. Uh, You want to just stick with R and then do another new character next week, or would you like to know the next character on the list? Just tell me the next character. S. Also a good one. Okay, go ahead. What does it sound like? Come on. Wait. What have you done? I don't know. What have I done? There we go. There it is. Okay. All right. We can try it. Okay. Ready? Mm Mm-hmm. And here we go. Three, two, one. to hear it again it's a completely gonna be a different random oh, set okay because i missed a bunch of the that's fine we can yeah. do it again okay you just want to do it all over yeah and here we go three two one I messed a bunch of letters in there, but I think it started with M. Yep. R. Yes. M. S. S S S. Uh so it was the first was M R S S M. Okay. Then there was S S 
S S. Uh huh. Then K K R. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's pretty good. Yeah. You do it again? No, I'm okay. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could. CW Lounge. We don't stay there very long. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. That's pretty good. Yeah, S is good. I like S. That's one of those cool. Yeah. I'm cool with S. Yeah. S and I were cool. Yeah. Not like. I'm also cool with other. I. Okay. Because I just did it. Mm-hmm. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Lots of any lots of dits. I'm a, I'm a big fan of lots of dits. Okay, sounds like a party. I'm team lots of dits. Like yeah. let's just let's just dit dit our way through this. Like just okay. go. Mm-hmm. It's when you start adding all these dawes <laughs> and they get all up in your face at the end. Like they think you they you make they make you think it's a party. Uh huh. Then you get the daw at the end. You're like, where'd you come from? What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Got to get the daw out of the way. F- like homework. It's like doing the homework. Then you can go play Nintendo. Yeah. Do the Dawes up front. So that's why I like D. Okay. Daw did it. Okay. Yeah. 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 W, though. Right out with that. Right. <laughs> da da. Oh. Wow. Come on. So many Dawes. Talk about. Whew. What a trick. Really wronged you there. It did. Mm hmm. So the show topic. All right. So today's discussion point. Go on to the show. The topic of today's show is. Gentlemen, let's get down to business. Boy, Josh, if you spent half of the time just learning the characters, you uh, would be doing a lot better with CW instead of trying to anthropomorphize what they're all about. <laughs> On a personal level. It, it's, it was an interesting look in your psyche when you were like, L is like the party K. <laughs> no, party R. Party R, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> because. Because R is just about the business. It's just da da Yeah. But then L's like, hey. <laughs> I got a little party in the back. Yeah. <laughs> da da it. It's like the mullet of, of, of Morse code. Right. Yeah. So today's show topic is things I should have bought years ago, or what you could say, things I would have learned about when I started out my ham radio career. Some of these are just like time savers. Some of these are legitimately holy smokes. I don't know how people get by without having one of these things or knowing of them, or they they know a guy who's got one, you know, that helps them out kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, I'll probably post some links probably to Amazon to some of the ones that I like in the show notes, but I haven't decided yet. It depends on how tired I am at the end of the show. So the first one's going to be a decent multimeter. Now, I want to be really clear when I say this. I'm not really besmirching a multimeter you own. I'm just saying you probably should own one. Okay. For quite a long time, I would on purpose show a Harbor Freight multimeter that I probably paid like eight bucks for. Just merely to show people that it's not that you have the best gear a lot of times. It's that you you at least have it. The cheap one still worked. Mm It was not the most accurate thing, and eventually it died because the quality was not very good. Because it was eight bucks. (laughs) It was eight bucks. (laughs) Um, But still, a really important thing to have for a ham, at least for continuity testing. You're going to use that more than anything. Continuity testing is just checking that... You, you've created a circuit, right? Mm. They're, they're, the the thing, whatever it is that you're looking at that may not be working, is creating a circuit somehow, right? That's a, a big sure. effort. You actually will use that on uh, antenna building projects too in some cases. 
a good soldering iron. Okay. Okay. Leia, you're like me, I mm. assume. You grew up with the soldering iron. It was just the iron that had the cable that came out of it. The cable plugged right in the wall. You got no idea what the temperature is for that thing. No idea. You're just, it's it's like the surface of the sun. It's <laughs> too hot. The, the actual tip is too broad. You can't do any real... Couldn't you know, do any real soldering artistry. Couldn't do any real close-in work. Yeah. Uh, can't really do any through-hole kits, anything like that. So having a good soldering iron would probably be on my list of things that I wish I would have had earlier in my ham mm, career. Okay. Now, okay. along with that, along with that, a couple of good radio kits. Again, earlier in my in my ham radio career. If I would have gotten my hands on a Pixie earlier or a CW-only radio earlier, I mm -hmm. might have gotten my general and a better understanding of Morse code. Actually, just a, a broader understanding of electronics, right? Mm -hmm. If I had them earlier, right? Got started when I was much younger. Sure. That kind of thing. Sure. Now, here's one. I don't know how people don't have these. I don't know how they get by without having one is a dummy load <laughs> or okay. multiple dummy loads. All right. Multiple dummy loads in that you probably need one, unless you've got one that covers pretty much all the bands. I have one that's for handheld radios, VHF, UHF radios, and I have one that's for HF radios that can handle a pretty decent amount of power. Dummy loads, do, do you know what a dummy load is, Leah? Mm, no. Okay, a dummy load is something that acts like an antenna okay okay it replaces the antenna at the feed point and it presents a perfect 50 ohm load okay so if you were looking at an antenna it would like be a perfect match antenna it'd be a one-to-one -one matched antenna okay so if you hook up your radio to a dummy load mm-hmm and the radio is saying, oh, God, that antenna you connected to me is garbage. It's three to one SWR. Mm -hmm. You all of a sudden go, well, it's a dummy load. Okay. Ah, so what's going on here? There's something wrong potentially with my radio, not just my antenna ah. and vice versa, right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's an important piece of kit that you would add in the chain somewhere um, to give you more information about your station. And, and yes, VHF, UHF, and HF. You'll probably use it more in HF, though. To go along with that, a good external power meter and combo SWR meter. Okay. That would be, you know, coax in and out, transmitter on one side, antenna on the other side. And again, VHF, UHF, and HF. You will use these in your life. And if you have one permanently connected to your home station, all the better because you can just glance at it and you can know at any moment if things are going good. Okay. Or they're bad. I don't know how people don't get around. I don't know how people don't get by with one of those. I don't know. I don't. I to this day, this it one's just a little weird. Be a little uncomfortable, you know. Right. This one's a little weird, and let me explain what I mean. The next one is a second radio. <laughs> okay. Mm. So let me explain why. And it doesn't have to be like the same radio or really expensive radio. It could be an SDR. It could just be like a little dongle that you plug okay. into your computer. So I get all these emails all the time that says, well, my radio's not getting out. And you go, well, how do you know that? And they're like, well, I can't talk to the repeater that I want to talk on. 
I can hear it, but I can't talk on it. I'm like, well, how far is the repeater? And they're like, well, 50 miles. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> but how do you know the radio's not working? <laughs> like, well, I can't hit the repeater. I'm like, could could you get something closer? Uh-huh. Perhaps. Mm-hmm. Do you have a friend yes. that has another radio <laughs> that's less than 50 miles away, mm-hmm. right? That you could, you could talk at that. Um, so many of these opinions that I hear from people are, this is broken. And you go, why? Mm-hmm. And they have some impossible situation where really what they need to do is just have a local radio that they can transmit into to verify that they're even... It's working. It gives them peace mm-hmm, of mind, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Some of this is is somewhat, um, if you have a power meter, you can kind of get around having the second radio. But oftentimes, the second radio is good because then you can hear yourself. Yes. You can hear yourself. You know what you sound like. You can record. You, know, you can do all kinds of stuff. Right? You can be your own friend. No, that's, <laughs> that's not what I meant. Um. The other thing that I, I don't know how people get by without this is a decent exterior VHF UHF antenna, like one that you have mounted on the side of your house. Whether you're connecting a Baofeng to that or you're connecting a mobile radio to that, you got to get an antenna outside your house. I cannot tell you, again, going back to my friend on the Baofeng, radio doesn't work. Why doesn't it work? I can't talk to the repeater. How far is the repeater? 50 miles away. Mm-hmm. Where are you? Right now? Oh, I'm sitting in my Barca lounger in the basement. <laughs> well, and you're trying to hit the repeater from the basement? Yeah. That's where I like to hang out. This is my man cave. It's like, well, <laughs> respect, but maybe, just maybe, you should put an antenna on the roof and feed the coax into the man cave and then just connect all your radios to that and you're going to do way better right? Way better, way better. And I know there's a lot of guys that do that. And listen, I'm telling you, it's like 50 bucks and an hour of your time. The mounting hardware is literally like in the bag most of the time to put on the eve of your house. And Mm -hmm. the screws are there too. You need like an electric drill and a ladder and coax. That's all you need. For under a hundred bucks, you could probably be good to go for a lot of you. Not all of you, but a lot of you. Um, A Plano box full of coax adapters. And this is a Plano box. It's like a tackle box. Mm-hmm. And I'm being very specific in my saying. You know what I'm talking about? The flat pack tackle box. You mm-hmm. flip the two things, open it up, little divided out pieces. Yeah, love those. This is something that I just started doing months ago. You, yeah? You don't understand what my life was with with adapters. <laughs> I had them everywhere, which I, I'm not going to stop doing that. Literally, like every bag has has a BNC to um, SO239 connector. Okay. I'm not going to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. But I used to have just a, a tub, like a, like a high-walled plastic container full of adapters. Yeah. And it was just like, time to dive into ye old tub of adapters. <laughs> the problem with adapters, though, is it's like... Um, it's a permutation of options, yeah. right? Because there's SMA connection, there's BNC connection, there's uh, UHF, mm-hmm. PL, PL239, SO2, uh, sorry, SO239, PL259. So many different types of coax connections. And they make adapters for every possible combination. So it's not a permutation, it's a combination, right? Mm-hmm. So you can go from SMA male to SO239. And you can go mm-hmm. from S- SMA female to BNC male all right. and vice versa. And so I had all of these permutations. These com- mm-hmm. I keep saying permutations. It just sounds a lot of adapters. A lot of adapters. So 
what I got, and everybody, everybody's listening to this right now going, Josh, you idiot. I've had this for eight years. How do you not have this? Mm -hmm. You have these divided tackle boxes where you take all the same adapters and you put them in their little squared off area. That's it. Pretty smart. That's so then you just look at it and you go, wow, look how much more organized my life just became. Amazing. So that was a big thing. Uh, the yellow-topped, black-bodied plastic tubs. The HDX tubs. The HDX tubs that are available. You can get them at... That's um, Home Depot Extreme. Home Depot. Is it really? Is it HD... Is that Home Depot Extreme? It's I hate HDX. It. I hate it. That's, that's you can the get brand. them on Amazon. You can get them at Home Depot. No, those yellow... Those, those particular ones you're talking about, I think, are proprietary Home Depot. Well, don't tell that. To the black tubs with the yellow lids that I have in the garage that I bought from Amazon. And they fit with the Home Depot ones? Yeah. Oh, they, they like slot if you stack them? Yeah. St they stack, yeah. Oh, is that... They're not that identical. Just... Like okay. the grid pattern's different. You know, whatever. Okay. They're, they're probably a knockoff. I have started kitting everything. Like it gets a tub. If mm -hmm. it's an antenna, if it's a portable antenna, it's in this tub. Okay. If it's a uh, portable radio accessory... Not an antenna. Mm -hmm. It gets in this tub. Yeah, that's called organizing. Is Josh. that what that is? <laughs> so these tubs are great. They're really inexpensive, and you could just go nuts with them. So there's that. Now my last one, and this is this. If if APRS was the thing that took me out of just doing repeaters mm -hmm. for the entirety of my ham radio career, this next device is the device that made me get really into hf and specifically antennas okay the antenna analyzer mm. the antenna analyzer demystifies so many aspects of amateur radio that makes it easy for people to get started in the hobby you can go buy a nano vna it's 50 60 70 bucks you can go buy something more expensive but having one, having access to one is vital, mm. vital to getting into HF antennas and getting into what I think is the most valuable and fun aspect of our hobby. So there you go. Things I should have bought years ago. Wow. That's it. And I thought you had bought all the things already. Now I've just bought multiple iterations of all those things. Welcome to the email correspondence tower. We have uh, the looming tower in the center of our courtyard here, but on the left-hand side, there is a building, and it is called the Physical Mail Depot. I got some physical mail, uh, some stuff that we will cover right now. The first, a letter titled Ooh. to Josh from Rob Bailey. Oh, Rob. Rob, that's great. Thank you. Do you know why Rob sent me this letter? Because the previous one was to Ronald Beavers. Ronald Beavers? Yeah. <laughs> the diva, the beaver. The diva beaver. Hello, Josh, Leah, and Noah, Nate, 
Jake and Ronald. Oh my god. You may be wondering why I called this meeting. Nate and Jake, you can proceed with Operation Q. Noah, leave Leia alone. Ronald, <laughs> quit squatting on Josh's property. Josh, I am including a photo I took a few years ago at the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville. You were right. It is the command module from the Apollo 16 flight. Oh. That's very good. Its pilot was Ken Mattingly, famous for being exposed to measles before the uh, Apollo 13 flight. He was removed from that crew the day before launch and was re- Wow. Wow. That's, uh, oh, that's right. That's, that's covered in the, in the movie. Uh, yeah. Mattingly named the Apollo 16 command module Casper because astronauts looked like ghosts on the primitive television images from space. They also did that. Wait, I'll let to see if he covers it. Not only did Casper survive the trip, he did not. They named it Casper also to capitalize on the sweet, sweet marketing of actual Casper the Ghost, oh. one of the most popular characters of the time. Mm. And uh, let's see. Not only did Casper survive the trip to the moon and the fiery entry into Earth's atmosphere, but it also survived an explosion a week after the meeting. The meeting. The mission. Every meeting feels like re-entering Earth's uh, atmosphere. <laughs> the propellants for its thrusters were being defueled in a hangar in San Diego. There was a malfunction causing an explosion. The blast broke 40 windows and blew a hole in the wow. roof 250 feet above. But sturdy Casper was not damaged. There was no people nearby, so no serious injuries. And to whomever it may concern, I officially give Josh Nass permission permission to open the permission. letter addressed to Ronald in my August correspondence. It was a joke. I'm kind of surprised <laughs> more people didn't try the same thing. 73, Rob, K5, DCQ. Well, I think, Rob. Thank you, Rob. I have, uh, I have done this in such a way that they'll never want to because you had to send a second letter. And that is a picture of the command module. Wow. And that's on display at the museum. You, like, right, you can walk right up to it. it it's behind Can you glass. walk right into it? Yeah, right in. I, I actually, <laughs> yeah. So with that said, now. Now we will open we the open, Ronald Beavers. I am Beavers opening now. the letter to one Ronald Beavers. It was a joke. Well, thank you, Rob Bailey. From Rob. Thank you, Rob. All right. And this is a short letter. This says official HRCC stationery, which we know is a ripped out paper yes. from a spider notebook. <laughs> hey, Josh, I can't believe you haven't been bombarded with Ronald Beaver's mail. I hope you're having a great time in Huntsville. So very nice. It was a very thank you. Wow, he went. His second letter was longer, way better than the first one. Oh my goodness! So, aren't, aren't you glad you didn't shove it back in? <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, I'm glad I didn't because yeah. I did see who it was from. <laughs> Most of them are from Kaiser. Uh, this is a shirt that was sent to me from Quirky QRP. Ooh, James Hannibal. And uh, this shirt, he's been making. Oh my god! This shirt is all red, and it says, "Bro, do you even, even kerchunk? kerchunk?" That's hilarious. So there you go. Bro, he's doing a whole bunch of shirts kind of like that. Bro shirts with different things. I think uh, K8MRD has one. Nice. Now, this last one. I'm not going to be able to go into much detail here because I'm going to have to make a video on it. But um, I noticed that this was from one K6ARK portable radio, <gasps> this box. From the wizard. And I and, and it is an antenna. 
You're a wizard, Adam. So <laughs> I I'm gonna um I'm gonna quickly go through this. I'm not gonna talk about it because, like I said, it has to be. Oh, there's a drawing on that. Well, it has to be because it's it's the drawing of the antenna. Literally, how <laughs> it has to be set up. He 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 said I I know Josh um after hearing about his whole head fong not <laughs> setting it up correctly. He, this is literally telescopic pole 10 feet long and so it's <laughs> bowed over a little bit. Adam knows who he's working with. He has to be very specific. Josh, this antenna is an extended double zep for two meters. It should outperform a J-pole. Whoa. Use the figure below for Take setup. that, Ed Fong. Yeah. Dimensions <laughs> also shown below. Now, th there's a whole bunch of stuff I'm not going to go into, but then it says at the bottom here, Leah, also included is some salvo salt, which <gasps> is what I used on the trout. It's also great on tri-tip, roasted veggies, etc. What? So that's really what I, I wanted to make sure. Um, so I will I will open Thank this. Thank you, Kark. Carefully, the antenna is. Ooh, that's the that's the entirety of the antenna. That's, oh, that's cool. tiny. Yeah. Oh wow, this is not a little bit. How can you smell the styrofoam? You can smell it through. Let me see. Oh, it's literally a brand. It's called Oh Slavo Slavo Salt. Oh, I. I thought that it was just like a nickname for something that he made. I thought so too, like a, some kind of a hiker thing. I guess I just assume that Adam makes everything from scratch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Slavo salt. So yes, it's like he's, he's Sierra back Lima there Alpha his own, Victor Oscar. His own. Uh, so Leia is going to coffee. try the Slavo salt. Slavo salt. You'll be putting it on everything. That's. Oh, that is really good. Wow. That reminds me a little of like Montreal steak seasoning. It's like, um, you know how everybody has like Laurie's seasoning salt? Mm -hmm. It's like Laurie's seasoning salt, but less salty, if that makes a sense, if that makes sense. More garlic flavor and much more pepper, mm. much more pepper. The pepper is really good. Thank you so much for this, Adam. And this was uh, Ben's favorite. So we're going to use this on... Trout. Or <laughs> anything anything for Ben. We're just going to put it on there. Here's your pancakes, Ben. Here's your <laughs> breakfast cereal. Have at. Okay, well, there you go. Thank Here you. Here's uh... your parfait. Oh, yeah, on yogurt? Oh, now we're talking. Well, so that's uh, that's the physical mail depot. Thanks, everybody. Thank you for sending physical mail. Thank you for sending us physical mail. The The address for our P.O. box is in the show notes, so we'll just leave it there if you guys are interested. But no pressure to send us anything. Next, we will slide on over to the next small building next to the looming tower, the voicemail annex. And, Leia, if someone would like to just call us instead of sending an email, how would they do that? They could call 562-334-2389. Excellent. Excellent. Let's sprint our way right up this. Uh... Sprinting up the. Hey, Leia, Josh, it is Ham Solo, Kilo, Zero, Foxtrot, Yankee, Romeo, K-Fire. Hey, K-Fire. I just activated Maine for Summits on the Air. That'll be my 33rd state for wow. Summits out of the 45 that have Summits. And I also activated Parks on the Air in Maine as well. That'll be my 37th state. That is so impressive. Parks on the Air uh, plus Washington, D.C. as the wild card. So still moving on the way. 
I uh, got a uh, couple more to do on this trip. I shall hope to get New Hampshire tomorrow and then possibly New Jersey the next day. And so until wow. then, this is Ham Solo K. That's amazing. FYR, 73. Good job, Ham Solo. Love it. That's, I have to figure out how long it takes to drive from every state. Okay, if you were to go to every state in the contiguous United States, it would take 124 hours driving from state to state. And then however That's long it like takes you That's like using to... the most like mathematically optimized path too, right? Yeah, yeah. Leaving no time to POTA. I mean, you'd have to add in the POTA time. You know, I guess you add in an, an extra... And he's not time. doing the most... He's not. He's just living his best. He's not life. doing the fast travel. He's, I do. Yeah. I do love the Ham Solo Chronicles. I do though. too. This yeah. is amazing. We're going to be here. For... We'll be right here when he hits them all. All right. On to the next voicemail. Hey, Josh and Leah. This is Ben KO4 PLJ. Is that right? Calling from Central Florida in the middle of a rainstorm. You got it. I'm just kind of. Hunkered down. About uh, the it's house. such a nice rain That's sound. Nice extra time. Um, I'm a long-time listener, first-time caller. I've emailed well, you Well, thank you for calling in. Like a year. So, well, welcome um, back. I've got a, a couple of points I wanted to make. I was listening to the SHTF radio podcast. I'm backlogged. I'm trying to That's catch okay. Up. Thank you for catching up. Uh, one point was you guys were talking about shop class. I. I'm a teacher. I'm a history teacher, government teacher, teach mostly social studies. But the it, it, I, being in ham radio, being in the tech space, I, I do a little bit of coding. I do 3D printing. And As I do you all do. That. I thought it would be an awesome idea this year, and I'm, I'm trying it out uh, to put together a tech club to bring – bring these kids in because we don't we don't make anything like I, I call it the tech makers club mm -hmm. we don't make anything any, anymore in in school and that that just really bothered me and Thank I, you. I I do yeah. a lot of this stuff it's hobbies and in my spare time you know, ham radio is a big part of that and I'm like we got to do we got to do some of that so it's an after school club right now I'm hoping this is going to be like the get my foot in the door oh my so gosh that, you're such a good you know, teacher some of these kids can can learn some skills get get some enjoyment out of that and already i have a couple of kids that are really into ham radio and the other point that you made josh was that like women there's way more girls involved in these things now and and about half of the, the kids i've it. got in this, this preliminary group are are girls so it, it's just awesome to to see that the other thing and this is going back to like talking about radio shack and not being around anymore there's a store, and you may not, I'm sure you probably don't have time to, to go there during the, the hamcation time, but I'm, yeah. I'm in Central Florida. I go up to Orlando every week, pretty much. Um, there's a store in Central Florida, in, in kind of North Orlando area. It's not like, it's not not quite all the way to the ham, ham radio outlet in Winter Springs, but it's in the general area north of downtown uh, called Skycraft Surplus. Oh. And... I don't know if you've heard of it or people have told you about it. It's an awesome electronic store. That, no. I mean, they, you can buy coax. And that is not what I expected from Skycraft. Yeah, you know, right off mm. the spool. There's, or surplus. There's a million different, like they have categorized integrated circuits and, 
you know, soldering supplies, crimping supplies, and then just random bits of military junk and, you know, radios, power supplies. I do love military supply stores. This is, again, there's the surplus. And this is Ben again. Obviously, I timed out oh. the computer. So <laughs> I was in the middle of talking about all the electronics and stuff. And, man, it, it, it's just an amazing store. And, and it's like the only store that I know of in, in this whole state that's like, I'm sure there's others. But it's, it's just, it's what Radio Shack always wanted to be. And so like, <laughs> Take I, that Radio I was up Shack. there the other day. And I'm like, okay, I need, I need, to, go, I need to buy coax. And I'm like. Coax, RG8X for for fifty cents, you know, about about fifty cents a a foot, I think. And then and then they had an LMR four hundred, similar to LMR four hundred, had good shielding on it, and it was it was like sixty five cents a foot. And I'm like, is that a good price? Okay, I need, to, I need to I need to buy some coax. Nice. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so that was kind of a, a tangent, but you guys do an awesome job with the podcast. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I'm I'm trying this tech club. I'm I've got some hams in the works. I'm I'm teaching them. You know, hey, get on ham study. Let's let's go ahead and you know, bring your questions to me. Let's talk some. Let's Good talk some you. radio and have some fun. I love it. So it, I I I hope that that will lead to being able to to do a uh, do a class. I, I would love to do a tech shop. And I've got another teacher at the school that were like, we're, we need a fab lab. Like we need to, I, I was just oh, going to yeah. say, fab lab is how you get shop back. We, we really need, you know, we need a, a class there. We need some electives for these kids to, to learn some, learn some making skills. So uh, that was, that was the main thing I was, I was calling about. I'm, 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 I'm finally doing it. And one other thing we've got a, uh, here at the school, uh, in, in the school district. Polk County is a pretty big school district. Um, we have a radio society. There are several other schools that already have radio clubs. And oh. I was approached to kind of do this. And I, I wasn't sure if I would get all the, I, I would get enough kids involved in just the radio, which is the reason I, I opened it up to other tech, mm. you know, disciplines or whatever you want to call that. So that, that, that was kind of my thoughts. But uh, update on the hurricane. It didn't really affect my area. I'm, oh, thank you know, we're goodness. right in the middle of Florida. Um, but what, we got a little bit of wind and, and not nearly as much rain as I expected. But, man, Cedar Key and, and Big Bend are hard to go out there. They, they're, they're really hurting right now. So. so, anyway, all that to say, 73 Kilo Oscar four Papa Lima Juliet. Clear. All right. Hey, thanks so much, thank Ben. You. Uh, so interestingly, you're starting about, you know, you're talking about a tech club mm-hmm. and I think that because school has moved towards such heavy academics and away from things like shop and home ec, mm-hmm. that kids actually don't connect their labor with pro- like producing any physical thing anymore. Um, yes. It- I was also thinking to myself that shop actually led to more mastery of a particular type of creation, mm-hmm. whereas a fab lab is very hackish in the sense that you're just trying to get something workable, mm-hmm. but it's not making you a better carpenter. Right. It's not making you better at a la- turning a lathe. It's not right. making you better at cars mm-hmm. or metalwork. It's like, yeah, they got a stick welder, and we can bodge something together really quickly for this part that we're going to co- put an Arduino on, and we want it to do something electronics, mm-hmm. right? It's very hackish. Yes. It feels 
it feels transient in nature, right? It's not mm-hmm. you're building something with mastery that you'd hang on to for a long time. Right. Yeah. My my two cents. So not to say there's I am, wrong with that, but yeah, I'm I'm putting the kids in there are they already started a robotics class, mm-hmm. but I'm putting them in a uh, Vex IQ. That's the under um, under high school age robotics cool. competition. Yep, yep. So they basically form a team and then they put together a robot, program it to achieve whatever the game goal is. Okay. Right? And the entire presentation for that was done by a high school girl. She is the captain of what is now the number one school in the state, mm-hmm. if not the nation. Mm-hmm. Uh, their robotics team. She's the captain. Oh wow! And I That's and I just cool. thought that was so amazing mm-hmm. because one, we didn't have that when I was a kid, but also that. There are just young women advancing STEM, mm-hmm. even as high school students. Yeah, for for like elementary school students. It's amazing. You know, it's, it's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah, I absolutely love so, it. So, if anybody has any uh, Wex IQ or Vex 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 IQ tips, the the other option was going to be a first Lego League, which is That's also like smaller robots, right? Yeah, but somebody else had said that First Lego League requires a lot of research and presentation versus the actual design, build, and You're not gonna, like robotics time. Edison won't stick with that. Yeah, no. I mean, he'd do the presenting, but... Yeah. <laughs> but I think they're really going to like it mm-hmm. because it like gamifies everything and they're physically making something. Right. And that's also where they're going to learn teamwork because none of the sports they play have teams, really. Most of it's just about beating people. <laughs> Either physically or with a tennis ball or just running. Yeah, yeah. Real real individuals. It's true. <laughs> so they need they need a team thing, you know, so that they can learn not to be that person that drags the whole team down by not doing anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Can we just make the robot hit the other robot? I mean, that might be one of the games. Good. I'm here for that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Ben. And we are moving on to the next voicemail. Hey, Lay and Josh. This is Ham Solo here. Kilo Zero. Fox hey, Fox Ham Solo. Okay, fire. Hello. I just activated my summit in New Hampshire. Oh, my gosh. And so that have is a summit? Uh, Pack Manadnock Mountain. And it is in Miller State Park, the first state park in New Hampshire. Wow. This will be my 38th state. That's incredible. Activated for parks and the 38th activated for summits. And all of these are QRP, by the way. So he's 10 away. uh, I only run my IC705 on 5 watts. And uh, I used to have AX2 before that. And uh, so all of these have been QRP activations for all of these states oh, so heroically give me a heads too. up Amazing. i'm gonna try to hit new jersey this is k zero fyr k fire ham solo 73 hey That's ham cool. solo that is you are literally counting up your sodas you the last voicemail you were at 37 now you're at 38 i don't know if by the end of this podcast 
It's just done. <laughs> All right. Good luck. There's actually another voicemail after this. Okay. <laughs> I will. You know, I'll play it now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, Lay and Josh, this is Sam Solo, Kilo Zero, Foxtrot. Someone Game stop Romeo. this man. I just did New Jersey. <laughs> 39th state for That is incredible. Air, and my 34th state for Summits on the Air. Wow. All QRP running my IC705. And uh was pretty easy. Didn't really have too much fuss. Uh it's pretty hot, though, in New Jersey. I was kind of surprised by that. And so got another one down and uh, waiting for the next one. This is Ham Solo K0FYR. Incredible. Incredible. Love it. Thank you Good so job. much. I, I love these updates. I feel like I'm all, I'm watching or listening to a, a podcast, a serial podcast. I'm listening to somebody who is driving around and doing poda in every state that's what it feels like i'm listening to i'm so but then when you get right down to it that's actually what it is i'm having a hard time keeping my eyes open just everybody remember she was pumped to get this off i I was i think maybe i just got all my don't you forget about emails (laughs) all right they're coming along Hello, Andrew CC Podcast, Josh and Leah. Hey. Uh, you're going to get a two-for-one deal today. So the first one is, why don't spiders ever go back to school? It's because they learn everything on the web. On the web. <laughs> got it? Get it? I get yeah. It, got it, got yeah. it. And here's the second one. I got it. Yesterday, I was at a store, and they called security on me for stealing kitchen utensils. <laughs> well, that was a whisk I was really willing to take. So <laughs> <laughs> I do really like that one. That was good. That was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Oddly enough, I can see that. I can see Leia acting that out in a Walmart or a Target. That was a good one. Okay. It hit a lot Very of good. things for me. All right. Thank Is you. that the last? Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> Hey, Josh. Oh, Leia. my this God. Is Mike WX0. Hey, Mike. Here. You sound like it. And uh, it is I'm a little, okay. listening a little behind here. This is from uh, a June a podcast. But Leia was talking about how the HRCCVE team is no longer taking testing after 27th. I don't know where you got that information because uh, we were running uh, sessions through 7 p.m. on the 30th, 7 p.m. being the last uh, time you could take a test. And uh, we were running them all day that day. So I'm not sure where you got that information. But uh, as always, you are more welcome to, <laughs> to join us whenever you are ready. Um, we are anxiously awaiting your uh, test. So thought uh, I'd uh, just put that out there. That's WX0 in my case, of Greece. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Thank you for reopening that wound, Mike. I'm yeah. really glad you did this. Thank you. Leia was looking for a way out, and I'm glad that you just ripped all of that away from her. You just ripped it away. I love it. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> I had seen, I, I think, a post in one of the multitude of social media places 
Uh, One of the multitudes of the social media in the media empire that is the ham radio crash course. Uh, maybe the Facebook group or something, but it was basically... Uh, yes. The oh, hallowed antiquity, as we call it. The, 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 the hallowed <laughs> land, the hallowed grounds of the Facebook. And I think it was just kind of this warning to everybody mm. to go ahead and book their session. Sure. Because they, were, they weren't going to continue booking past a certain date but it's not but maybe that was bad information i don't know but also this happened a while ago yes <laughs> why are we doing this <laughs> but i yes yes okay thank you Mike. all right <laughs> sorry i guess he yeah, was really sorry, hanging Mike. on to that one I, he was yeah. hanging on to it <laughs> couldn't no couldn't he, let he's, that one he's catching up he's oh, catching up yeah I but think. he knows the all date right. today yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter now. But Mike has been so good. He has. I want you he to know. Has. Because not, Mike has reached out to me. He's been he has. very encouraging. I know. I know. In, in like the least pressured way yeah. that you can by fact, still asking. <laughs> the fact that it's September 8th and Mike decided to email about your transgression. Tells me that that's all a facade he's putting on for you. <laughs> that's a facade that Mike puts on for you. He's not happy, Leah. I'm a, I'm a big you know fan of Mike. It's I'm not sorry that, to let you down. It's not that he's not happy. It's that he's disappointed. Oh, Leia. no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Hi, Josh and Leah. Here this we is, go. Uh, Tom from San Jose. Hey, Tom. Wanted to provide a quick comment on notification in uh, emergency and disaster. Oh, fantastic. So Ooh. a few apps I use is the Red Cross emergency app. Um, it oh, gives you various one. different weather emergencies, and you can monitor other areas. So if you have family in another oh, so state, smart. you can set a parameter around, a radius around where they are, and you can get alerts for them. Um, also, the hurricane app will tell you if there's a hurricane or a tornado in oh. the area that you monitor. Um, so those are two that I really like. Um, and if you're in California, there's MyShake from, uh, I think, UC Berkeley. Uh, that's it. Tom from San Jose signing off, 73. Hey, thanks so much, Tom. Thank you, Tom. That, those are great resources. That was uh, Red Cross Emergency app, mm -hmm. uh, Hurricane app, and... Uh, my shake. Nice. Thank you. All right. Hold on. Ooh. Let's on to the next. Here we go. <laughs> this is, I think, four in a row from the same person. So hang on. Oh, my goodness. I thought we were almost yeah. done with the voicemails. Good day, my friends. This is Kilo <laughs> One Mike Alphazulu. And buckle up for I have a story for you. Okay. Awesome. I'm going to start my three-minute timer. <laughs> so and then I'm just going to keep going cut off and uh, let the repeater click off and I'll be back so I went I decided to go and uh, I, I was traveling just uh, half an hour to an hour away doing something else checking into like a store that had just had a remodel so I decided Ooh. that I was near I was probably near a POTUS park so let me look it up and then I just realized I had no data. And I had to resolve stuff with the phone company. Not important. It resolved. But then I had no, little to no power on my phone. Oh, no. So I was like, I don't want to get in the middle of nowhere 
turn off my car and not have power to log for a park. So I decided, let me start, try to find a park. I found a park. It's Park Kilo 2459. So that's Kilo 2459. <clears throat> I don't know. It's Wanakoa Falls State Park or something like that. If you're interested, you can look it up. 2459. Nice. Um, and Thank then you. I, I checked it out. There was some falls area. There was a parking lot area. So I decided it'll work better for me to be in the parking lot area. Smart. It's under the map of part of the state park. So great idea. Set up my Wolf River coil. Had my um, aluminum screen and my FT891. And decided to set it up. Start on 40. My Wolf River coil was already set to 40. So I was able to start up right there. Started out with a little bit of hunting because it was uh, Labor Day. So a lot of people were on the radio. So then I decided to try to call, hunt some stuff, do some parks to parks. So I got a bunch, a number of park to parks, and I decided, ah, I'm running out of um, stations where I can hear. So I decided to um, switch to 20. Okay. Hop over the Wolf River Coil. Use my antenna analyzer, set it up, click, click, and then it decide. Then um, I hunted a couple more parks, and then I'm going to be right back because I'm going to run out of time. <laughs> so, do one mic out Zulu. Here we go. Here we go. Last time on the saga of Kilo <laughs> One Mike Alpha Zulu at a Poda Park. Will he activate? So I just want to continue. Um, and I switched over to 20 mm-hmm. and then uh, hunted a couple more parks, trying to find an empty spot, get a little, get, get a little, little bit more room on 20 for bandwidth. So I was still not hearing. Um, many empty spots without like kind of on the edge of hearing other people's stuff. So I want to keep three kilohertz away from everybody. <laughs> no bleeding okay. over. Okay. Even okay. if it's not going to really affect them. Mm-hmm. Well, keep it away. So I got, I found a spot and I called CQ a bunch of times, not hearing much. Kind of started hearing a little bit of edge stuff. But I was like, mm-hmm. let me continue on just to. I'm not seeing it. No one's popping over. So I decided keep on going. I got like two contacts doing that calling CQ. And then I'm like, I'm I'm done with this. I, I I I need a couple more contacts. So let me just hunt a couple more, get up to like ten or eleven, just in case I type something wrong, and just so I'm uh, am able to get the park actually activated. So I call CQ. Not substitute. I I hunted a, a station, and it was a twofer, I think. And they're like, okay, the Kilo One station finally. Oh. I said okay. And I said Kilo One, Mike Alfasulu, and then all I hear is, yeah, par- the park to park, go ahead. So I, I said it, and then uh, I had five nine, and then whatever park I was at, and they're like, okay, seventy three. So and I did it, and they're like, okay. So I heard a, uh, like a Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu station. Um, can can you you come back? Oh so no! <laughs> they got confused or whatever. So I was like, okay, hey, that was actually me um, for the park to park. Like, 
What? Okay, <laughs> I, I get it now. What? I, I fix the things. Just as this is happening, a man is approaching my car. Oh. What? And like, a man, oh, man is approaching my car. Oh, yes. They're going to come, and they're going to ask me what the radio stuff is about, or the antenna. Let's see how much time. All right. On a cliffhanger. Previously, um, the saga of Kilo One Mike Alpha Zulu. So, last we left off, the man was approaching my vehicle. Dun dun dun. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm able to actually. Oh, uh, I'm able <laughs> to actually maybe tell someone That's about amateur radio. I've heard about it, people asking, but they never go past like, oh, I thought it was a, a rocket launch or whatever. So this guy. He's like, is this ham radio or amateur radio? Oh. I'm like, yeah, it is. And I said, cool stuff. And I started explaining the stuff. And I find out this guy is a shortwave listener. He's also listens to the local, like, the scanner stuff. He has a couple scanners. He was always interested in it and stuff like that. But, like, he listens to the local um, repeater down there. Um, it's in Massachusetts. It was actually the repeater for the couple of years ago. I went to the Ham Fest in uh, Massachusetts, and that was that's the repeater. It's the No Bark repeater on uh, Mount Greylock. So I'm talking to him, and he's like really interested in the stuff. But it's like one of those things where it's like life got in the way. He's probably I don't know, fifty, fifty-five. I don't know. I don't know. I can't guess people's ages. So I I was talking to him and he's like really knowledgeable about a lot of those stuff. He's like, he's like, I didn't know. Like there was this thing called SSB. So like he got a newer scanner and it was able to, uh, have SSB stuff and whatever. I started explaining what SSB and the, the isolation and, and all that kind of stuff. Lower sideband, upper sideband, the mm -hmm. carrier stuff. And he was like really interested. And it's like stuff that he's, He's considered getting his license in the past, but it was like, like when I was interested in getting my license, I, uh, you, you think you know what's going on, but you don't know what you don't know. So okay. you assume that the test is going to be harder. You assume that you have to know Morse code. You, you assume all this kind of stuff that like, whatever. And then someone explains to you, and he's like, wow, it sounds easier than whatever. But he's also listened to the repeater down there, and you get the occasional um, people giving issue to people that are new. And he, and that's discouraging. I said, yeah, I've heard that so many times. It really would be discouraging to me. So we actually talked for like, it was like... Around seven thirty. Oh, did it get cut off? Well, I didn't catch that one. Um, imagine if this was an email. This is Kilo One Mike Alvazulu. How long would this email be? So I, I left. I was t left off. I was saying I talked to him from like seven thirty, seven twenty-five to like almost uh, eight thirty, almost nine o'clock. It was full-on dark when we were still talking outside in the parking lot of a state park. And he was oh, really knowledgeable a lot of stuff. I was encouraging him, like, just 
just check out the stuff. I said, let me let me get your email. I'll email you some stuff. Oh, you can look do at that. With, with it what you will. Nathan's going to be in Elmer. I'll answer your information. If I don't know, the, you can ask me questions. Email me that way. Uh, we'll figure it out. If I don't know the answer, I can find the answer. I don't know anything. Like he, he's definitely interested in the local kind of stuff. He likes to listen to it. Um, he even has a bowel thing, and he's had it for some time. And he, he's even has a, a thing where he, he's like he's worried about hitting the transmit button because he doesn't want to transmit when he doesn't have a license. I said, I said honestly, honestly, even if you transmit, you, you need a license. <laughs> For a couple seconds, it, most people are not going to know. But um, whoa! I said, oh, Nathan! You hey. and you talk stuff like that. No one's going to talk back to, back to you if you don't have a call sign. No, so okay. that. There you go. So I'm going to leave it there. If I think of more things I talked about, I'm sure I did. Well, I might email it. I might do another voicemail, and we could continue the saga. Um, because really, I was kind of discourage all these things against me um, of getting to the park, making it work. But uh, the conversation was a lot longer than me even figuring out all this stuff and doing the activation. So it, it was a positive thing. So I'm going to say Kilo One Mike Alhazulu, out for now. Maybe you'll hear my voice next. Well, thank you so much, Thank Nathan. you, Nathan. Thank you. you. You were out there being an Elmer. Good job. Doing the thing. Is that the last voicemail? Oh, okay. Hey, Sterling. <laughs> Miss me? Sterling! Oh, Sterling! A long time watcher, very infrequent caller. Well, you know, the one problem with listening to welcome back. the podcast at, uh, oh, let me check, um, to two and a half, 2.5x. Two and a half. When you guys do the Morse code minute, the Morse code, the CW comes in at like 50 words per minute, 60 <laughs> words per minute, maybe. I found, oh my I, God. I found a way to slow him down. So. <laughs> If you guys go any faster, it's going to start sounding like Riddy, and I don't think I can decode Riddy. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's about it. I appreciate you guys keeping uh, keep on. Thanks, thanks Sterling. I love the episodes. So, um, yeah. We, we've got a couple. We're going to move through them here. Thank you for your encouragement. Wait. Except when Josh does the boop, 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 boop. That's thing. not me. That, that's low enough that I can decode it two and a half speed. So, thanks that's, for that. <laughs> that's the <laughs> drop, man. <laughs> but, yes. And one more thing. I was thinking, like, in order for the CW to come in at, like, 20, 25 words per minute where I, like, practice that, uh -huh. you would have to send it, if I'm listening at two and a half speed, at, like, seven and a half, eight words per minute, maybe ten on a good day. That'd be slow. But that got me thinking, a lot of people think, oh, Morse code is hard, but then, you know, when I, when I start into Morse code, I'm going to learn it really slow, like five or ten words per minute maybe 13. I think 13 is like the threshold, like the absolute lowest you can go or you should go because that's where your brain kind of forgets or doesn't, uh, isn't able to count the bits and dots fast enough to do the counting method, which mm -hmm. is very, very bad. When people learn it very slow, like I did, um, like five words per minute back to when we had like CW required mm -hmm. uh, or CW required for the license exam, it was very hard for them to make it get their speed up to like 13, 20 words per minute for more conversational or even higher for like contest things because their brain had to relearn entirely Morse code from a two dits and one da to, uh, to da, you know? Mm -hmm. So I love that you're using the, the voice, the da da da, da you know, that, that Josh has been doing. 
Yeah. But I always thought, and I get that a lot, like, you know, should I learn CW at, like, 10 words per minute? I'm like, no, do it at 20. And, of course, it'll be a little daunting, but that's why you yeah. do the Coke method or Kotcher, KSDH, um, with a few characters at a time. So you listen, you hear the voice, or the hear, you hear the letter as a tone, and eventually mm-hmm. you hear the word as a tone. Like, right, right, right. P-E-S-T, like, CQ contest, sounds like da 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 or my name, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-
Hey, Josh, this is Mike, WX0MIK here. Sorry, Leah, this is uh, probably, you probably won't answer this, but hey, uh, this might be an interesting topic. Um, so I've tried to activate uh, a couple different parks now with my uh, Zygu G90 and have utterly failed every time, getting only like one, a couple contacts. Now, one time it was with an uh, NFED half, or not, uh, NFED, uh, random wire and then uh, another time was with my um, ham stick mm -hmm. and in both cases I don't know if it was the band was bad or or what it seems like when I'm running 100 watts um, it's usually I'm doing a pretty good job making uh, good contacts but when I uh, use the, the 20 watts on the, Z, the G90 it seems like I just can't get out as well. So I don't know if it's because I'm in the valley uh, with that at the time or because in theory it's only like what, one S unit less than 100 watts. So it's really should be the power, but I don't know what else it could be. So I thought I'd uh, bounce it off to you to see if you have any ideas, any thoughts on that, maybe uh, some inspiration for me or encouragement I suppose as well but uh, I'll be using 100 watts uh, here when I try to activate a couple parks here next Wednesday as uh, w WE4DX with the X4 yeah so uh, thanks uh, for the great podcast you keep me entertained on the drive up and you will be on the way back oh thanks Thank so you. much Mike yeah so really quickly um, I don't. So the the question is, if you're not comparing the uh, Shagu against another 100 watt radio in the same situation, we can't really, we can't really, we can't really say, right? Mm -hmm. So if you took the Shagu into the valley where you tried to activate with a 100 watt radio, then you'd know pretty well if it was just the radio that was the difference, right? Right. Mm -hmm. If if the question is. Well, sometimes I use a random wire and that doesn't seem to do very well. Or I was using a ham stick and that didn't do very well either. Well, are you also testing that against the 100 watt radio in similar environments, similar conditions, all that stuff? And if the if the answer is yes, then um, okay, yeah, likely it's the, those antennas are going to be um, the, the ham sticks definitely compromised. The random wire. I always will generally point people towards an NFED uh, over a random wire. I prefer NFED half waves like almost all the time. So I would, uh, not to tell you to go get another antenna, but I generally like NFED half waves. So you don't have to run a tuner. They're going to be you know, tuned appropriately and they'll work depending on how you build them. But most of the time they'll work just as good uh, 100 watts versus you know, 20 watts or whatever. Um, so I don't know because there's too many variables at stake here. But the Shagu, I can activate a POTA with QRP, and the Shagu is a full S unit more than my QRP radios. So, you know, that's better, right? So yeah. I don't know. That's that's my thoughts. Well, hope that helps, Mike. I hope that helps, Mike. And we're going to do the last voicemail. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Hey, this is Kilo Oscar for Papa Lima Juliet, Ben in Florida. Um, I'm in the truck again. Hey, man. I am still catching up. Sorry, guys. Um, That's okay. The, uh, 
Thanks for catching up. Preparedness corner on on arts in preparedness or, or yes, all the instruments and things you were naming off. Leia, since you're annoyed with instruments, uh, I'm curious to see what your what your thoughts are on uh, bagpipes. <laughs> that is my instrument, my principal instrument. I play a couple of different uh... things, but I lead a I lead a band in Orlando uh, called. I went to a school where the mascot were the, the Highlanders. Highlanders, yeah. So very regularly there were bagpipes being played on campus mm-hmm. by a band of people in kilts. Were they Asian? Because no. you know it's mostly Asians. No. Did yeah. nobody picked up the bagpipe to play the play for the school? I don't know if that was like a bagpipe. Team or the one Scottish Korean yeah. guy, <laughs> but actually, I don't mind bagpipes. You don't You're mind bagpipes? No, they were very good. And uh, that oh, band. that's what it we was. have uh, just a few bagpipes, and uh, we're we're actually a competition. Oh, band. nice! To some places around the southeast this fall, and then uh, for the regular season in in spring, this will be our fiftieth. Wow, that's amazing. That is pretty wild. But yeah, bagpipes. Um, bagpipes. Great instrument. I, I, not the stealthiest instrument. No. And so, from a preparedness standpoint, I don't. And that was kind of the point. for all things, but it's my favorite instrument. So, uh, nice. Just curious. And culturally what you think relevant. Of, of that. Uh, anyway. For us Highlanders. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, thank you. Well, thank you so much. All right, so that concludes the voicemail annex, but we have a, a small issue. Leia's not feeling very well to the point that her like eyesight is blurry. And she being the most vital part of the email correspondence tower means we can't read the emails. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on. So we are going to wrap up this episode. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you emailed us this week, we will read it. We're going to read it next week. It'll be yes. a part of next week's episode. So just keep that in mind. If you emailed this week, you Apologies. don't need to email us again necessarily, unless you have a, a new email. Don't repeat the same email. Right. We'll get to them. I, we <laughs> we promise. We we'll promise. Uh, anyway, it's been a long weekend or week for for both Leah and I. So probably better that we just wrap things up here. And she definitely needs her her sleep. So. Uh, that's probably what's going to solve things for us. So, yes. Yeah. Apologies. Okay. Pick it back up next week. Well, then I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I guess I'm just gonna play the song and say, "Thank you so much for listening." And the fact you listen means a lot to us. Seventy three. Seventy three. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> bye bye.